Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Please note that the special offers that occur during the program may not be available through this rebroadcast. Now, here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. You know, June, I think when many people hear the word manipulation, they think of it as uh, kind of an adult thing. It's conniving, scheming, uh, figuring out a, a plan to get at somebody. Is that uh, is that always the case? Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think so at all. No. When we think about what children can do, uh, when I was in uh, the sixth grade, your question pops me into my story uh, of, of being a student uh, we were all asked to sell raffle tickets door to door to raise money for our small school. Now that was the point, to raise needed money for the school. Mm. I didn't think that cause sounded as compelling as it could be. So I went door to door telling the residents that I didn't know uh, they could be the lucky winner of a, br- of a brand new color television set. Now that was true, but I added the bleeding heart part. The money is also going to help poor sick children in the hospital. That was not true. I didn't tell anybody that I made it up. Nobody knew about this except me, myself, and I, and God. Um, By the way, the boy and the girl who sold the most tickets would each be awarded prizes, a a wristwatch. Now, I wanted to win (laughs) this pink plastic watch. So much that I could maybe taste it. And I hate to admit it, uh, I won. Well, I only won because I manipulated the message. Ultimately, I won the girls' watch even, well, by dishonest, manipulative means, whereas my brother won the boys' watch by honest, persuasive means. So why did I manipulate the truth? Because I was trying to control the outcome. It's about control. And that's precisely the point of manipulation, control. Apart from the obvious deception, what's the the deepest problem here with manipulation? It's choosing to manipulate people. Uh, It's the opposite of choosing to trust God. It's choosing to manipulate people. Uh, instead, we are to choose to trust God, trusting Him with, with everything in our lives. Likewise, um, choosing to be controlled by others is the antithesis of allowing Christ to be in control of us. And I failed on both parts. I wasn't a Christian at the time. I wasn't exposed to... Christianity or the Bible at that point. But what a change when I experienced, uh, I finally gave Jesus Christ control of my life. I began to hear a message I'd never heard before. I was in high school at that time. I remember my most significant scripture that I read was, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. 
He will make your path straight. Well, even though I had experienced a true a true change uh, through Christ in most areas of my life, periodically I kept finding myself in an insidious pit. I didn't know how to climb out of it. Oddly enough, rather than growing up as the master manipulator, I continued to let others manipulate me. At times I knew I was caving in to manipulation. However, I this is honestly the truth, Jeff. I genuinely, sincerely believed I had no choice. Hmm. I thought I had to give in. Uh, I was sincere. I was also sincerely wrong. Uh, I did have a choice. Uh, so what was my problem? Well, I was a peace-at-any-price person. I was afraid. I lived fear-based, uh, afraid of the anger of others. I was afraid of my father's anger, and there were vast, uh, uh, powerful consequences if he got angry with me, especially how he would take his anger out on mom if he was angry with me, and that I just couldn't handle. So uh, I was afraid to set a boundary. I was afraid of disapproval. And at times, I would violate my own conscience. I would say yes to people when I wanted to say no. Again, I thought I had no choice. I know that there can be people who can identify with me right now. And I will tell you the major turning point in my life came when I was confronted with one powerful principle in the Bible. Nobody confronted me. I'm saying it was the scripture. Just listen to Galatians 1.10. This one scripture challenged me to say no to manipulative people. This is the scripture. Am I now trying to win the approval of men or of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be the servant of Christ. I was stunned when I read that. I wrote it out. I began to live with it. Galatians 1.10. What a revelation. <laughs> uh, what relief. Uh, and, and I would say even what reassurance. I finally realized that I had the right to say no to people so that I could say yes to God. And that is true for every one of us. We need to be able to say no to people so that we can say yes to God. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics. We have over 100 keys for living that will help you address your situation or maybe as you help someone else, you can point them to some good resources. Uh, Just call our customer support team. They can uh, put you in touch with those resources. Maybe it's an online uh, resource that we have that you can uh, show them the uh, keys for living that would uh, be something they could order as well. The quick reference guides are smaller uh, two-page version of our Keys for Living, uh, but you can see many of those topics there. Just call our customer support team. They'll help you find what you need. It's 800-488-HOPE. That's the number, 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And also want to let you know about the um, the topic that June was talking about a moment ago, childhood sexual abuse. The Secret Storm is the name of that uh, resource for the Keys for Living, and that's available as you get in touch with customer support as well. It's called Childhood Sexual Abuse, The Secret Storm. Now, uh, June mentioned also that she will be covering some uh, topics. They're called Hot Topics, and uh, for all this information, I'm about to throw a lot of information at you. So uh, for all of this, just go to our website, Hope for the Heart. Dot org. That's hopefortheheart.org. Right at the top there is an orange banner that says, See our fall events. And June, it doesn't feel like fall right now in North Texas, but we'll get there for you know maybe two weeks right. worth. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we can see, uh, see our fall events. Click that, and then you'll find these, uh, these events coming up, the hot topics that June mentioned that have already been going on, but they're, they're kind of um, one-shot deals. You didn't miss, you know, well, you missed something, but they're, they're not building on each other. So you can get this topic and uh, topics in the, in the following weeks there. It is at Truett Chapel at the uh, First Baptist Church of Dallas, uh, and it's at 5.30 on Sunday nights, 5.30 to 7. Uh, you can also get it by Zoom. Just, uh, again, go to that information and uh, find the link there to First Baptist Dallas, and you can find the Zoom link as well. Now, what June will be uh, speaking at next week, and it's, I can't believe it's coming up that fast, but it is Thursday next week, September 29th, at the Convention Center in Allen, Texas. It's the Waters Creek Convention Center. It's a symposium on loneliness, and uh, really just a full day of that uh, topic, and June will be 
leading and teaching that, and uh, really with with um, June's compassion and biblical insight, learning how this dynamic can impact a person's overall well-being, and uh, will receive practical guidance from God's Word on overcoming loneliness, finding comfort, building stronger connections, and how to help others who feel alone to find hope. That's called loneliness from longing to belonging. That's from 930 to 5 on that Thursday, September 29th. Now, in uh, that same location and um, for um, uh, uh, another event is going on there at the at the Waters Creek Convention Center in Allen. This is our our uh, Christian Life Coaching Conference, and uh, you can join us for that in person or online for our first annual of these uh, coaching conferences. It's a three-day event, a meaningful time really to network with like-minded ministry leaders and uh, Christian life coaches and receive specialized training for uh, your personal and professional growth. And that's September 29th through October 1st. So we have a lot going on. And uh, June, you've been busy preparing for a lot of this, and you'll be speaking uh, even many times in the, in the coming week. So uh, we know that your your schedule is packed, but I hope that people will, will uh, make... Um, make themselves available for these things, for the hot topics, for your loneliness symposium, and for that Christian life coaching conference called In Focus and Empowered. Well, I'll be uh, speaking on forgiveness and Mm. um, how to have a transformed life, which is based on our keys. If you have any of of our biblical counseling keys, that means... um, that you have that section in in your keys on how to have a transformed life because we literally put it in every single one of those and uh i'll I'll highlight that uh at a later time but um it's where you if you're going to change from whatever pattern whatever habit whatever addiction, whatever it is, um, you have to have a new purpose, a new priority, and a new plan. And if you have those three together, they will produce literal life transformation. And what I'm saying is a new purpose. We're told that, you know, there are people who've called... Uh, our program, and they, they're they talking with me, and they'll say, I just don't have any purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, I don't know my purpose in life. I have no idea. I don't even know if I have a purpose. And I'll say, yes, you have a purpose, because when God created you, uh, he planned not only um, the purpose for you, but he will literally be a part of fulfilling that plan and I key in on the scripture if it and so think about this if you're saying right now I don't know of any purpose God has for me or I don't know how I can justify or what I or substitute uh, uh, base, basically substantiate that there is a purpose well I'll tell you God's highest purpose for you it's found in Romans eight twenty nine. So write that down. Romans eight twenty nine. What does that say? Well, this is where we read 
that uh, the Lord <clears throat> has given us, has, he's literally predestined that we be conformed to the likeness of his son. I'll, I'll be specific. We are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. That's what it means. So that as the, we have a deeper and deeper growing relationship with God through Christ, where Christ is living in us, the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So with him on the inside of you, you have victory. It's his victory. He is all-powerful, so he can enable you to do whatever God calls you to do. The Bible says faithful is the one who calls you, and he will do it. Mm -hmm. That's extraordinary. It is. That's First Thessalonians 5.24. My point is we are blessed. Now, do you realize what a blessing? It's not like you're just plopped here on earth and it's like here here are a bunch of ants and well just hope you have a good life <laughs> you know no no it god is very purposeful he yes. has predestined that you be conformed to the character of christ so that's what you do you instead of prioritizing what you have prioritized before if you're wanting to change you say i i need a new purpose and it is my purpose, my highest purpose, is to be conformed to the character of Christ. And then number two, you have a new priority. Well, what would that be? The priority for you and for me is the Bible is very clear about how he has given us his wisdom, his word, the Bible, uh, is his word that he initiated that we should know. So whatever God says, we can't go wrong if we do what he says. So it's my, my, prior, my highest priority is to line up my thinking with God's thinking. Line up my thinking with God's thinking. And what we're talking about is the Bible says that we are transformed by the renewing of the mind. That's Romans 12, 2. So if you want to have a transformed life, then you can line up your thinking with God's thinking, and that will correct some habits. It'll correct some activities. It will change even what we allow ourselves to dwell on. And then he also gives us a new, um, uh, the, the, really it's, it's the power to overcome whatever the, the and you can claim the scripture, uh, and, the, and it's a wonderful passage from Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's, again, Philippians 4.13. And so in his strength, that's what you can do. His plan, I will do his plan in his strength, whatever he tells me to do. And so 
we we know we can have a changed life through Christ, and that means we are transformed by that. That that means we have a transformed life. So we're transformed by His. It's not what we do. It's it's not. Oh, I'm going to find some, my own strength to do this. No, we do it in His within His strength. So I'm just explaining that. This is going to be, for the first time, I'm going to be sharing just that part with a new audience, um, with this audience that uh, is at the ICCI Conference, International Christian Coaching Institute. And anybody who wants to learn about Christian coaching, this is your perfect time. It's our very first conference, and it starts next Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it would be a blessing to have you, and we would love for you to uh, get in on this for our very first conference. It's really gearing up to be a great conference. There, I mean, for one thing, we walk into our offices here, June, and we see these banners, these tall signs, and things that are being mm-hmm. prepared to take over there to the so so we just we know that uh, it's uh, I can just see you know it's um, a quality event with uh, 10 pre-conference options uh, 24 workshop offerings some intensive um, keynote speakers including Nick Vujicic who who appropriately goes by Nick V, and I appreciate him doing that. And, <laughs> and also uh, Steve Arterburn, uh, you'll be speaking, Alita Reynolds, um, Barb and Gary Rosberg, who I've, um, I've read for years and years, before, uh, even before their connection here with Hope for the Heart and uh, Dr. Yeah, they're Mark fabulous Creer. fabulous marriage, oh. marriage coaches. They're, they're great. They're, just, just really they, they top-notch. They their talk. Yep. Uh, I mean, everybody. Mm. Who's just has just been? I've seen you know top in their field, and uh, the ICCI coaching um, materials have been so good. So this will be a great conference, and if anyone is uh, interested in that, you can join us here in the Dallas area, or you can zoom in, and there's always that option to do that. And uh, the registration is still open, still available for you to do that. And so uh, just go to hopefortheheart.org slash events or click that orange banner at the top that says see our fall events and you can do that and sign up there for all that um, all the information there and see uh, what you'd like to see from those conferences but you're certainly welcome and uh, we would hope to see you soon at uh, one of these conferences either your face on zoom or live in person do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken you want to throw them a lifeline but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. lifelinetohope.org.
Did you know that June Hunt has a new website? JuneHunt.org gives you a behind-the-scenes peek into June's life and ministry. You'll hear her personal story of an uncertain childhood and how, even as a young adult, she struggled with anger, unforgiveness, lying, and her identity. Perhaps in June's story, you'll hear your story and discover the same hope and help that has guided her. As June says, God does not waste the trials in our lives. Along with June's story, you can see what's new as we work to share this message of biblical hope and practical help in more places and in new ways to reach more people. Because there is hope, no matter the circumstances. Make junehunt.org your place to go for what's new at Hope for the Heart. And make it your place to go for biblical hope and practical help anytime, anywhere. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. That number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800 488 4673. Now, you know that if you would like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life, you can call us at 800 night 17 and we'll talk to you. We'll just call you back and talk to you about being on an upcoming program. But we've also been talking about this new feature called Ask June, and that's where you can send your question and get that question answered without really having to be on the air. Uh, maybe you think it's kind of a small question and you just like to uh, ask a quick question of June, and you can do that. And, and some people have done that already. The email address is askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And wouldn't you know, June, we have just some of those questions in my hand. So, Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, right. So, I might be surprised at the question, though. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, one of uh, um, I, I know that you've said before that um, one of the top selling, um, the most the most interesting to people, requested, the yeah. most requested, right, uh, of our keys for living is on anger. And uh, people deal with that or they deal with being the angry one or being having anger done against them. And uh, so I think this is a great question from uh, one of our listeners, and he asks from the uh, verse Ephesians 4.26. He mentions that verse, and then he quotes it for us, uh, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry. His question is, well, how are we to deal with our anger in a God-honoring way? In other words, with so many problems in the world today, he says, that we hear about them daily. I think guess he's talking about news and social media and such. How are mm-hmm. we to acknowledge our anger uh, without sinning? Many people are told, in fact, I... I many times have asked if I'm speaking on the topic of anger, how many of you believe that anger is a sin? Hmm. Usually close to half the people will raise their hands. Now, that is not accurate. It is not sin. 
in general. And those God gave us the capacity to have anger. And when you think about it, if you look at the Bible, um, God himself has anger over what? Over sin that is willful. A, a, in fact, the Bible, even the, the word wrath is used. Uh, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against the godlessness and the wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Okay, so if God has anger, and we see that Jesus, when he went to the temple, literally he had anger and drove the corrupt money changers out of the temple because they were being dishonest and uh, again, corrupt in their money changing uh, for the sacrifices that they were purchasing. The bottom line is, if you say anger is a sin, then then you read that Jesus had anger, then you're having to say, well, Jesus had to have sinned. Well, that's not true, because the Bible is clear that Jesus never sinned. So, what what is the deal with anger? <clears throat> Because you see even scripture that says put away your anger or other verses like that. The initial emotion of anger is given to us we can, where we can have anger. I think of it as in this way. It is a red light on the dashboard of your car blaring. It's not, not, normally not supposed to be there, but if that red light is on, on your car, it's a warning light. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Now, our job is to literally first evaluate what has caused this anger. I like to use the car analogy because, uh, Jeff, I'm assuming on occasion you've seen a red light on your car that's not supposed to be on. Is that right? Do you know about my van that's been in the shop for three months, four months? Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. It's back back now. So, yes, we've seen the red lights. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Well, I can remember seeing that red light. And you don't just keep driving and driving and driving and driving because... It's an indicator light. For It could indicate, for example, you might be low on water in the radiator. Something simple. Water is a, a coolant mm. for your radiator. And if you don't have water, I remember literally taking a hose once I realized what has caused that light and taking a hose it looks like a garden hose, but it's not in the garden. But it would be literally filling the radiator with water. Likewise, uh, it could be uh, most people who have a car, they know what a dipstick is. Describe what a dipstick is, Jeff. That's a long metal uh, stick, rod, that uh, you use to measure your oil. Mm-hmm. Among and if you 
use if you if and it's easily accepts accessible under the hood and I say that in case some people literally have never done this before right. but you check it to see the level if it is low you can quickly see that if let's say there is no oil your engine can be in danger of I'm talking about uh, I would start say blowing up, meaning uh, it is very dangerous. My mother, one time, and I don't know what really caused it, but I, she had gone to make a hospital visit at Baylor Hospital, and then I found out, I got a call, your mother's car is, was on fire mm. and in, in a garage. And so, you know, I, of course immediately uh, responded I'm very uh, practical about stuff I I like to know uh, what to do I'm, I'm a what to do kind of person and um, like when a repairman would come to our home and repair something I would always want to see what a, and and literally learn what is the problem because I never knew I'm going to be candid. I never knew if I would be out on the streets, you know, with, uh, uh, I, I felt very insecure growing up. And so I felt I needed to learn everything I could about everything just to be able to, I, I thought if my mom were on the street or something and I had take, needed to take care of her, um, I just thought I could get the smallest apartment possible and then, uh, I, I would I would sweep streets. That, that's all I could think of when I was a teenager. I could sweep streets and 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 I I could take care of mom. Now that those were desperate uh, thoughts, and I never was out on the street. But um, uh, so I I have this mentality of let's find out what if there's a problem, let's do something about it, and it, it served me pretty well to do that because then you learn you can do many, many things. Therefore, in other words, your your car isn't uh, catching on fire. And I think it's imperative to understand from God's perspective for him to tell us that we need to be uh, aware. Uh, in other words, you don't allow yourself to have rage and fury. Um, in fact, those are terms for anger. Now, when I looked at this, what, what you've just mentioned, uh, it does say, in your anger, do not sin. So that shows you right there, this is Ephesians 4.26, that you can have anger yes. and not sin. But most pe many people and I have talked to young people who have think, have thought, uh, well, no, no, I can't. And I remember talking to a, a nephew, and he apparently was angry about some things, but he just assumed that he that that anger was a sin. I said, no, it's an indicator that something's wrong. It's an indicator. It's a warning sign. Something's wrong. So. What we need to do, it, in fact, it motivates us, like, like Jesus, it motivated him to go deal with the problem of the corrupt money changers. 
and he drove them out of the temple. For us, uh, we need to, if we have that anger it within us, then let's find out what needs to be dealt with. It may be that you need to confront someone. Someone has done something absolutely wrong, and it. so you can have, like, for example, I, I can think of parents where there has been something terribly wrong that a son or a daughter did, and they can feel, because there are four causes for anger, and this is important, the four causes, and write this down if you don't have it hmm. written down, or we have materials that detail this. The four causes of anger are hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. Hurt, injustice, fear, and frustration. So if there is something that is unjust, and every one of us have experienced some person or some activity that is unjust. For example, today I was listening to someone talk about in the schools there are pornographic books that are in some libraries and they are detailing sex acts and in for for and they don't tell they don't ask the parents is you know do you want to is, do you feel this is permissible uh, there there are a lot of parents who are taking action they are angry that this is taking place because they want they're trying to be protective of their children and there are certain books that I've written down that are on the list and uh, that are just, I, I think it's ungodly to do this. I think it's unjust. So for us to have the feeling of anger, that God can use that to motivate you to take a stand, to learn about what is going on in a school. Do you have a son or daughter or grandson or daughter or aunt, you know, if you're an aunt or uncle. But the, bo the bottom line, we need to not be silent about evil, that which is going to work against children. That is uh, a motivation for us to take action so that righteousness can prevail. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. 
or grateful for your prayers and support. And we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and your continued support of this ministry. We thank you. It really means so much to us. Well, if you have any questions or concerns about any of the topics that we bring up here on the program, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and they'd be happy to help you get the right resources in your hands or maybe point you to a resource on our website. Uh, But we were speaking a moment ago about the Keys for Living called Anger, Facing the Fire Within, speaking about that topic. And uh, there's that, uh, that resource, the Keys for Living, also the book, The Answer to Anger. And uh, that is available as well by calling customer support. They'd, uh, they'd like to order that for you and get it on its way if that would help you. Their email address also is customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Well, June, I mentioned uh, before the uh, way that people can get a question answered here. We have uh, someone who did that also who uh, wrote in to June at hopefortheheart.org. Mm. And uh, this is Skylar, and I feel for her because I've probably been in very much the same situation, and so many people have who find themselves as she was. She This is just very recently. She said she was fired today, the day she wrote the email to us, uh, from her job of six and a half years. That's a long time these days. Mm, yes. And she says, I'm in shock. I had no idea. No, there were no warnings. Uh, but she says it was a toxic environment, and she said, said, I should have left way sooner. She's been looking for a job and hadn't found anything yet, uh, but she's praying for, and she tells us kind of what specific position she's looking for, That that's kind of some of the parameters. So as we pray, and I'm going to mention to our, our listening audience if they would pray for her, and she's got a couple of other things we'll mention in a moment, but I wanted to put that part of the question out to you first, that what about when... When people are are just you know going along in a job okay and and uh, I've done exactly this in in previous jobs where you know you you just come to work on a on any given day and then they as as I put it they invite you not to come back so uh, that's kind of my funny way to say you know they fired me they let me go and and so what happens with that when you think everything's going fine you don't see it coming and how do you mm-hmm. deal with that and then. How do you deal with you know employment as you look for, for a new job? Today, I was with a man 
um, whom I respect a great deal. When I first met him, he told about the pain of being at a particular location for a number of years, and then all of a sudden, um, it 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 really hurt him that uh, he was released. And when I, I met him uh, a number of months ago, I said, you know what I think? When he looked at me, I said, I think you had the holy boot. <laughs> you know, God booted you I've heard out you of say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really mean that hmm. because today he has a position um, at our Hope Center, and I'm delighted that he's there. But the man is, uh, but it was wounding to him yes. what happened. And then now here uh, he has, and, and he, he mentioned to me, he said, I remember you telling me that I received the holy boot. <laughs> and I think that helped him at the time. But the point is, she already said that, it was a toxic environment, hmm. and should she she said should have left sooner. Well, the point is, there are times we would not go someplace else. We wouldn't make the change, and instead, God boots us out. And what and 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 I'm I'm talking about. For a godly purpose, for to to put us in the place where it is right for us to be, and so I think the issue is, um, there are times when God does us a favor, or an entity you can say does us a favor to uh, help us to leave a place that is not right in God's sight. It's not healthy. And so then what you do is you communicate um, in prayer to the Lord. And and literally, it is a matter of you saying, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to go where you want me to go. But most of all, I want to be the person you created me to be. And out of the being comes the doing. Then I will do what you want me to do. I think the issue is, we, by the way, we have some excellent material. We rarely even talk about this, uh, but it, we call it employment. And it's all kinds of things to help anyone who needs employment, uh, is looking for a job in particular, and... Um, I'm going to emphasize our key verse in this material on, and this is, this is called uh, the Keys for Living book on employment. But the key verse, we always have a key verse in all of our Keys for Living. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Yes. That's Colossians 3.23. Colossians 3.23. And so 
I, I, I love it when there is someone I, I can see and, and, you know, periodically we'll have new people who will come into our ministry, Hope for the Heart, and I will, I will see an initiative, meaning personal initiative that they take, and wanting to do um, the kind of work that brings God, God honor by virtue of the, those who have humbled their hearts and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Well, he lives in us, and we literally are told to be light in the midst of darkness. We are to be salt and light, meaning in, in our culture, uh, when people see us, uh, it's not about us. It's we want people to see the Lord in us, where we are representing who he is. And I think this is where uh, it's sad when I hear that someone could say, well, you know, there are a number of people over here. They just, yeah, they're they're, they're there just to get a paycheck, Hmm. but they're not, they really don't have initiative. Well, here you see God's heart in the Bible, Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do. Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And this means that you could have somebody who is difficult. I think we've all been around difficult people. Hmm. Well, if you were to have someone over you in a position over you, because it's indicating like, not for human masters, meaning you could have some, someone who is your supervisor or someone who's the owner, uh, someone who is uh, in a different position than you're in, and they, they could have an attitude problem. They could be mean. They could you know, have whatever disposition. Don't let their negativity rob you of the privilege of representing who Jesus is by the way you do your work. So, and that's what this is saying. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Again, it's Colossians 3, 23. And I would suggest that you open your Bible and see if that is underlined or highlighted in your Bible because that that is a highly significant verse and therefore it will make a difference um, I've always been impressed when I see someone who takes initiative in this way I remember years ago uh, I was watching who my mother hired for certain things and I remember one time she said talking about she would hire many times seminary students wanting to help them out and and yet also um, she would sometimes say well so and so doesn't have the initiative to, to see what needs to be done 
when it's so evident instead of they, they have to just wait to be asked. So I remember because I knew what she was looking for, I would, when she hired someone, let's say it is a, a student at who sometimes they, there was night work that needed to be done that my uh, mother could, um, uh, would need assistance with. And so bottom line, I would tell that, that person, I just want you to know what would be the most helpful. If you could, when you come to work, look and see if there's something that needs to be done. Sometimes there are things that are in a location and they're misplaced and you can see that they don't belong there. Take the initiative to go on and put the things up that whoever has had them out, um, or you can go and ask, uh, would you like for me to do this? But it, I, I just think it's always very helpful. Um, I learned that from my mom, to don't wait to be asked. Don't wait to be asked. Instead, observe and see, does something need to be done? I mean, and that even goes to the extent of if a light bulb is out, then go, where are the light bulbs? Mm -hmm. You know, is there somehow trash on the floor? What, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just observe. And I can tell you, your employment will be valued as you learn how to, I call it, anticipate need. Anticipate need. Because that means, and in fact, you could ask your supervisor or the owner, what would be helpful for me to do? If I wanted to, um, if you need me to anticipate what might need to be done, do you have suggestions? Just, just pose the question because they'll be impressed that you are taking personal initiative and then whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If we can help you with our keys for living on employment, it will be a privilege because we know that everyone uh, would like to be able to please whoever they're working for, and especially as we work for the Lord. Jeff? One of the things that I know we can all do is say, Lord, put into my heart what I need to do. I will, I will listen to you and be led by you. Well, tonight, because we answered her question, we will send our keys for living to Skylar on employment, and we send that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.